This is a pop culture variety show uh, for your ear holes with sketches, music, videos, and games. I'm your host, Yummy Coco, a.k.a. Colette Prosper. I'm a TV writer and filmmaker. On this show, we talk about everything from the Friends reunion trailer that dropped today. Is that chuggy? Um Everyone really filled out. Like um, That middle-aged spread is real, y'all. Um, but it's it was a I guess great to see them. Um, is that Chugi that I that I that I'm saying this? I, I don't know. Who cares? Chugi uh, forever. Anyway, uh, also Ariana Grande got married. Uh, I guess that's also Chugi. Um, this week, um, in other Chugi news, I'm I'm rerunning a sketch this week. Uh, you, if you haven't heard it, I would love for you to hear it. If you've heard it already and you're just like, ugh why is she doing this like Sean told me not to do it but I'm doing it anyway I'm rerunning a sketch this week uh, so check that out soon um, that's coming up um, also special this week is an interview with my guest Salima Montez she's fabulous she needs to write a memoir I don't think we crack the surface on how fascinating she is in this interview but you decide I just I think she's very intriguing um, she's my cousin, and we're going to talk about family, Haiti, creative outlets, and possibly how uh, hot yoga might have led to her divorce. But first, some housekeeping. If you like this show, please give it five stars on Apple. Write a review, subscribe. It really helps people to find the show. Um, today is uh, Wednesday, May 19th. Uh, very sad news this morning is that Paul, Paul Mooney, has died at the age of 79. Um, I knew him from the Chappelle show, just a very irreverent comic. Um, a lot of the things that if you, if you do a deep dive of his stand up from the eighties and nineties, a lot of stuff doesn't, um, it does it, it's it's uh not very a lot of the, the race stuff the black white stuff I guess if you can if you can just sum it up as that um still is very is is timely um he has jokes about uh disabled people uh that are just uh, not funny and uh about other cultures as well not very funny but uh the stuff that he says about um like black white relations still kind of makes me laugh uh so i i definitely um urge you to to check it out check him out on instagram or on youtube his old his old clips um dave chappelle tmz caught dave chappelle outside um, wearing a Midnight Miracle t-shirt in promotion of his upcoming project on Netflix. And and he basically, you know, said that he's one of the greatest comics of all time and 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 that he will um, work to uphold his his legacy. He he really uh, was a, a massive influence on people like Dave Chappelle um, in in his irreverence, in his um he just did not uh although he 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 catered to a wide audience like there was a wide array of people that that liked Paul Paul Mooney like even if you look at the people that follow him on Instagram there's like a wide array of people um uh, from all different walks of life that 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 followed him and, and followed his comedy um but a lot of the things that he he said and would talk about it, he wasn't necessarily thinking about a particular audience he was just talking from his gut um which is very admirable um and uh you know I wonder what he would have to say about um about uh comedy these days and and uh and and our our Twitter culture, I I'm curious um, as to as to what he thinks about 
as, as to what, he, what he's been thinking about what's been happening in the past couple of years. You haven't heard from him. So um, just re- very sad news. And um, and, and this comes uh, the day after Haitian Flag Day. Haitian Flag Day is a Haitian holiday to celebrate the creation of the flag of Haiti and revolution in Haiti in 1801 uh, that gave its people freedom from France and set the precedent for slave uprisings in the U.S. and throughout the Americas. The State Department, uh, the U.S. State Department, uh, called on Haiti's diaspora, so it's like me and other people who live outside of Haiti, to help find a way out of the country's deepening political crisis. I talk a little bit about that with Salima, but uh, something that, that she said, which is really true, is that it's it's, it's a quagmire. How, how what, what, what do we do? There's so many hands in the cookie jar, and... Uh, it's kind of a cop out, in my opinion, to ask for the diaspora to to help. But uh, you let me know what you what do you think about that? Because uh, there's a lot of a lot of hands in the cookie jar, a lot of people um, influencing things happening. In the meantime, check out this sketch, vagina candle. Let me know what you think. Sketch. Hmm. This risotto is delish, hun. The recipe's from Goop. Ooh. But I got these personalized candles on Etsy. Oh, oh, the, <laughs> the smell's super familiar. It's my vagina, silly. I sent him a swab of my smell in the mail. <gasps> at, at, at what time did you take that sample? Oh, it was probably right after my morning jog. <laughs> Do you love it? It, it smells like onions and, and kind of like you pee, but, you know, I like onions. <laughs> like floral chives or like... Like cheesesteak onions, but hold the cheese whiz? My lady parts smell like processed beef and onions. Or cat food. Now you're saying that I smell like cat food? I like cat food smell. It it feels like home. I am so confused. Oh, my, my eyes are watering. Um, Yeah, yeah, me too. You want to get some air? My, my eyes are watering. No, I want to talk about what you think smell like. I told you, I like it. It's like sweet and sour. Hold the sweet. <laughs> I was going to meet your parents this weekend. Yeah, we still can. It, it's all good. Not when I smell like onions or cat food or sweet and sour sauce. Oh, honey. Oh. Hey, Tanya. Hi. There's a weird smell coming from your apartment. Kind of like tofu scramble. Is there a potluck happening? No, Tanya. It's just my vagina. Oh, as food? No, as a candle. Oh, man. Now that you mention it, I do smell the tofu scramble. Sorry we're late. Is this the spot for the cooking with jackfruit workshop? Oh, I think that's down the hall. Hey, over here. I'm the cooking with jackfruit instructor. Say, what's that smell? It's my vagina! Salima, my cousin, to the show. Um, You know, I want to talk to you about a lot of things, um, including family, control issues, uh, and hot yoga. Um, But first, can you introduce yourself to everybody? Can you tell us who you are? Um, And then also tell the listeners the first thing you will do when the pandemic ends. Hi, um, my name is Salima. I am Colette's cousin. Um, and 
the first thing I'm going to do when the pandemic ends is that I'm going to eat, pray, love. I'm working. I'm planning a trip just nice. to go somewhere and just meditate and have just such a peaceful time. But That's like an goal. amazing place. So like Indonesia, India, like where, where? I haven't picked it exactly yet, but I was thinking India. I've been looking into it nice. seriously. And that's- I would love to go. That And then lately it's been my focus because it'll also help with work. And I could get yeah. some professional development there also because a lot of the new research mm -hmm. is going towards meditation. And I would yeah. love to go to the source and just, you know, get it there and have a good time as well. So- yeah, yeah. Stay like an ashram or, and uh, and study with a guru. Oh my god! Girl, yeah, it's very like no Goldie idea. Hawn. Yeah, <laughs> I think Goldie Hawn does that. Uh, Kim Hudson's mom. Mm -hmm. She she goes to India and and she she studies with gurus and stuff like that. Yeah, so you want to do that? That's what I want. Yes, I want that too. Mm -hmm. Yes, in invite me. I want to come. I will. <laughs> that would be great. Um, so, and then to give people more of a background too. Yes, we are cousins. We are co like you grew up in Haiti, though. I'm I'm from New York and New Jersey. Mm -hmm. We might have met when we were kids, but mm -hmm. we definitely became better acquainted as adults. Mm -hmm. um, because you're you're you were always in Haiti. Even your grandfather, my dad's brother, mm -hmm. was in. Haiti. So I didn't even really know your grandfather that well mm -hmm. either. Mm -hmm. um, but he is funny enough. He was my my dad's best man. Mm -hmm. And my mom, I remember her telling me that that was her favorite of the Prosper brothers. And there's so many brothers. This is why, audience, I have uh, five billion cousins is because my father comes from, he's like one of 13 children. And then my mom is one of, I don't know, maybe seven kids. So I have cousins all over the world, all different kind of nationalities, all different kinds of places. Um, and Salima is one of them. He, um, was, he was such a wonderful human being, you know, yes, he was you know. such just a great soul. And yeah. I'm so happy that my grandmother, you know, got somebody like that in her life. It was a blessing. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he owned a nightclub. Um, I think he also owned a supermarket too, or it was just the nightclub? It was, it was, uh, he owned, uh, him and my grandmother built two restaurants and a nightclub. Uh -huh. And then Monokune actually is the one who had the restaurant. Sorry, the, night, oh, the market, the, the market. market. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, uh, and so did you, do you remember that or was that, um, was that in like a heyday? What was that like? Uh, having, having the, re my grandfather having the restaurant. Of course I remember it because it's really weird. My favorite dish to eat was a filet mignon and I was eight years old. Right. So mm -hmm. I would knock on the window and I'd be like, can I please have a filet? And then they would send uh -huh. me a filet and then, uh, I would go to Monokune's store and he would always give me a Kit Kat. So whenever we would go to get mm -hmm. some groceries, he would always give me a Kit Kat. So I remember it very clearly, fond memories. So you'd have filet mignon and Kit Kat. Nice. This is, this is excellent, excellent choices. I love it. At eight. At eight. Yeah, of course. Because, um, why not? Like in, in no champagne though. Not yet. <laughs> yeah, that came later. But you had like coca or something. Like, what did you have to wash it down with? You know what? If I if I remember correctly, for some reason, Sprite Sprite stays with me. But it was I remember the meat, right? And uh -huh. maybe Sprite or cola. But mm -hmm. it was just it, the filet. That that was my thing. Yeah. So it was like a French restaurant. Or it was Haitian. It was a Haitian restaurant. Mm -hmm. But and, um, he served all sorts of dishes cooked his wife cooked or yeah. was someone else yeah his wife actually um his wife started her first restaurant and she pretty much did it by herself and then over time she brought in staff and then of mm -hmm. course we had we had um the cooks for the restaurant who stayed with us even after the restaurant closed oh wow so it was that's i think that's how it, they met right so adit had the restaurant and then she met my uncle your grandfather mm-hmm and then he was like, oh, she has great filet mignon. I have to be with this woman. Is that how it happened? Like, how did it happen? I, I don't know exactly how it happened, but however it happened, I think that my grandfather was so progressive because mm -hmm. at the time, my grandmother, you're talking about like years ago, you know, right, here like she is. Yeah, here she is, a woman with uh -huh. three children, right? Uh -huh. Owning a restaurant. Right. And, Independent and, woman in yeah. Haiti. In Haiti. 
very conservative Latin America, Haiti. Uh-huh. And, 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 and yeah, and, and they were married Duvalier. for 40 years. This is Duvalier also Haiti. Yeah. Dictator Haiti. Okay. Yeah. And they got together and, and, and they lived their life together. And talk about a love story. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. beautiful. And so um, and you grew up with them. You um, then... So what was it like? And then you came here just for college and you were like, okay, U.S. is all right. I'll just stay here. It's fine. Because most people take their education, maybe go back to Haiti or go back, go to maybe France or somewhere else. I did undergrad. Um, Mm -hmm. Actually, I wanted to go to UVA, but the UVA tuition was too high. So I ended up going to UVA Wise in Wise County, Virginia. And mm-hmm. I got highly involved in Res Life. And my senior year, I got an assistantship to go to Lynchburg College. So then I go to Lynchburg College. That was around mm-hmm. 2004. For my birthday weekend, I go out. I It's 2-0 in Washington, D.C. at the time. Great club. And mm-hmm. I'm leaving the club and I meet this guy on the street corner who actually ends up being my husband. Nice. My ex-husband, father of my child. So, yeah. Uh-huh. And we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. And the connection to hot yoga. Mm-hmm. Okay, so go go on. So 2004, cute guy on a street corner. Yeah, and then he and then we he lived in he lived in DC. So uh-huh. I married him, and then we had Nisa, and I've been here ever since. So, but uh, so you you met him on the street corner, and then you were like, "Let's get married, girl." And my best friend actually Tina, he wanted my number, right? Uh-huh. And I I did. It was it was a long night. I didn't even know what my number was at that point, right? And is he is he patient too? Um, his parents are. Okay. Uh, I guess he is. So yeah, it's my, like me, like American, but yeah, patient parents. Okay. And my friend Tina gave him my number, mm-hmm. and then he called me, and then we started talking. Were you like, stop? Don't do that, Tina. What, what are you doing? You know, looking back now, if she's probably gonna, I'm gonna make her listen to this just so yes. she knows the impact she's had on my life. Uh huh. Yeah. Meddling. Yeah. Because she was like, "Oh, that guy. He's there's something about him. He he needs to he needs yeah. to be in the picture." Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Apparently, he said he was Haitian. I said I was Haitian, and she thought automatically it'd be a good match. And she gave. Yeah. Is Tina Haitian? No, she's not. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's kind of like when, um, like I, I went to school and, uh, I was the only black girl in the school and then there was the only uh, black boy and they were like, Oh, you guys have to be together. Yep. Yeah. So it was like, okay, two Haitian people. Boom. Exactly. Cupid. Okay. Exactly. Uh huh. Yeah. So you were, um, okay. So Tina hooks it up and then he starts calling. Yeah, and then he starts calling, and then before you know it, we start dating, and I start going up there, and he starts coming down to Lynchburg, and uh-huh. then uh, he proposes, and then we decide we're going to get married, and then, you know, all I wanted was a party, honestly. So I threw, yeah. a, I threw a really nice wedding, and then, yeah. That lasted yeah, 15, and you got married. Yeah, it lasted 15 years, so that's real. Yeah, that's amazing. 16, actually, yeah. Yeah, and you're still good friends. This evening, not really, but in general, Uh yes. Uh Oh, no. Okay. So let's go back to, um, to my, uh, father, my, my, my father, your grandfather. Mm -hmm. Um, so they hadn't talked for years. Mm -hmm. Um, both, uh, sadly died of, and this is probably, this is like a bad pivot, but like they both died of Alzheimer's Mm -hmm. around the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, both my, both your, your grandfather, my, my father, they married, um, the loves of their lives and they were always together with their, um, you know, their, their spouses. So what was that time like? And then did you, so you're, you were in, um, in the States at this point, or did you go back to Haiti, um, while he was sick? Like how, what was life like? And, and this is like, you know, you're already married. You have a kid at this point. What, what was life like? Well, we did the back and forth. Anissa went to Haiti for the first time. She was three months old. Uh-huh. So we would go every, we would go almost every year, you know, to see, to see them. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was, it was heartbreaking to see the decline in his health. It was very yeah. heartbreaking. 
Yeah. But you know, he would have little patches of memory. And I actually have a photo of him and Anissa having dinner together. So if he knew who she was, he knew who you were. Uh, well, towards the end, no. But in the early beginning, he knew. So I can't say that he ever really forgot myself in Anissa because he would see us. And I could tell that he knew who this was. He just didn't know exactly who it was. And then mm-hmm. he would ask for me. And then he would ask for Anissa. So, but I wasn't close to it because I was all the way um, in Maryland at the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but what were you, what were you thinking? Like what, what was happening in uh, like with your, um, I guess I ask because, uh, you know, you, you're, you're married, you're, um, you know, young, married. Like when I was, when my parents were sick, um, I was, you know, just a few years into my marriage and I had a little baby and taking care of my parents I was very stressful. It's what you call like the sandwich was a sandwich generation. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I guess I'm asking um, to find a connection between um, your, like your relationship um, that you were, you were developing in Maryland and then coming back to Haiti. Um, I don't know why I'm doing this word pivot. No, no, no. It, I don't. I don't think it's weird. I think that it's different because I was the grandchild, right? Yeah. So I had the buffer. My my mother and my aunt were and my uncle were the ones that really had to deal with the illness. Whereas right. me, I was I was kind of away, um, not distanced from it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I did know my grandfather was sick, and I did know I had to come to Haiti, and that you know, I had to make sure that he got to meet Anissa and spend his time with Anissa. Yeah, and so um, okay, so then. So that I, I bring all this um, and then, okay, another weird pivot. So I'm bringing all this up because, you know, Haiti is such a, a small community. So like um, if I was at the airport, oh, and this is also another thing about your 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 um, your grandfather too. So if I went to the airport, like in Haiti, they're like, oh, do you know Nilo Prosper? Because he was customs. He's like a customs uh, person. So uh, and then I had an inter- I interviewed someone at the Haitian consulate, and that was also, oh, did your father work in customs? And uh, I was like, uh, okay. Um, so that was, you know. Um, so anyway, for Salima, um, I discovered you, like, we already knew each other. We saw each other, like, at, at different family events. Um, and and uh, I, I was like, oh, I, this is so cool. And that, like, um, you have a brother, too. I've met him, um, like, a, once, you know, a couple times. I started following this um, IG account called Haiti Lux, Haiti Haiti Lux, and uh, I'm looking at it. Beautiful pictures. Um, it's it's very like luxurious. It's like a magazine of of Haitian culture. It's really beautiful. And then I see Salima Montez, my cousin, and uh, I my simply like my. Because I, 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 I just always put comments on, on people. I'm like, cousin? I was like, that's my cousin. And then I didn't know that was your account. Um, so I, I, this is another uh, sort of weird pivot. But like, um, you know, I realized that your account was yours, um, which just goes to show like how small Haiti is. Um, how did IETUX, Haiti Lux come, come about? Itimix is um it's a, it's my baby. It's a passion project. Uh-huh. And you know, at the time, I think that I started IT Luke's kind of like out of anger, right? Oh. And we know anger is a secondary emotion. Under anger, there's hurt, right? Yes. So I started it because I felt like I could I was I, it was after the earthquake and I was volunteering for a lot of organizations, but I felt like I didn't really have a platform. To get my own, it's like I was getting my own vision out to other people's platforms. But then, you, the only person who could get your vision out really is you. Yeah. So then, um, actually, Kika was also involved in that. And mm-hmm. then I said, you know what? And my friend Kia. And then I said, I'm going to do it. So I started with a Facebook page, and I had a Facebook page, and I got a Twitter account. Mm-hmm. And then one morning, I woke up, and Kia was like, "Just start the Instagram page. You can just curate it. Just repost whatever you think is beautiful. You'll be fine." I was right. like, "Okay." So Mike. Initially, I thought I, w- I remember I would I would have been happy with a thousand followers. Like, mm. but when I hit three thousand, I thought it was a little odd, and it kept growing. Yeah, but I think that right now I'm at seventeen thousand. Right, it's and- gorgeous. It's a beautiful page. Everyone should follow it. 
And when you refer to Kika, that's also, uh, that's our, our other cousin who is also on the show, uh, Mikael, who's an interior designer. Okay, yeah. go on. Yeah. And organizer and just extraordinary person. Yes. Yes. Very great taste. Um, everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then I started it and then ITVix and I, ITVix and I have this really weird dynamic, mm -hmm. um, whereas it's very conflicting for me. IT Lux is a very conflicting page for me because yeah. I know what my country is going through. Right. And sometimes, and I remember when I was starting IT Lux, Mikael said, I don't know if IT Lux is the name. We should think about another name. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't think about another name at the time. Mm -hmm. And when I think about everything that Haiti's going through, for me, it's very conflicting. And that's why sometimes I take poses and posting because it's like, and, and my message is kindness and understanding. Yes, we're posting all these beautiful things, but we have a we have a population that's really suffering and we should keep that in mind that we're not, in, we are on an island, definitely we're an island, but yeah. it's, it's like we have a bubble and we have to open our eyes outside the bubble. Right. But, but then also I feel like what I grew up, um, what I grew up with uh, is is the idea that Haiti, like you see it on TV, Haiti, the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere. Um, I even remember Carla, who's also been on the show a lot. Uh, she grew up going to an American school in Haiti and the missionaries, uh, the kids of the missionaries that would go to school there, they would say they would go to their houses and be, oh, wow, you have a TV. Like, oh, wow, you have a car. Like they expected abject poverty everywhere. They didn't know that there was like a middle class. Um, and, and that even is something here too. Like there's, uh, I, I feel like your site gives a broader view of, of the country itself. Yes. People are struggling and, and what's happening. Um, and I, I you know, is this, um, us, uh, it's like U.S. backed. I have no idea, but what's what's happening is is um, is a crisis happening, uh, and there are people struggling, people getting kidnapped. Um, I saw something. Uh, there was like a church service, and people were getting kidnapped in the during the church service, and I don't know if they've been released and and what's going on. But can you talk a little bit about that? Because your brother is still in Haiti, and he had a gorgeous wedding recently. What's it like for him? on a, on a daily basis. And, and, and what was it like for you? Cause you were back in there in January. Uh, so the first thing, so you asked me about Haiti and you asked something else before that I wanted to comment on. Did mm -hmm. you talked about the missionaries or right. yeah. so we, Oh yeah. That's what I want to say. They were released. So luckily the church, the people that were kidnapped at the church, they were released. Um, I also had a, a close friend of mine who was recently kidnapped, kidnapped and thank God, you know, they were released also. Right. I cannot speak, you know, for Rudolph's situation. That's his life. He lives his life his own way. But mm -hmm. my experience there was very, it, it, it was, I grew up in Haiti. So I understand Haiti. I, yeah. I, I, I understand it. But I think that what really kind of was funny was- when we What got do you up, understand about Haiti? I understand that, that the Haiti I knew mm -hmm. is not, may not be the Haiti that everybody knows. So as I'm talking about everybody's experience in Haiti is different. So mm -hmm. I cannot, I can only speak to my experience. Mm -hmm. So when I was going up to the mountains, there is, there were these guys, there is this guy and he was looking at me like, I think because you know, I, yeah. that's how I look, unfortunately. Yeah. And then he so looked at me like uh, light skin, curly hair. Exactly. Uh -huh. And then he looked at me and then like he was giving me the face and then I looked at him and I smiled. Oh. Uh -huh. Right. And I smiled at him. And then after I smiled, it's almost like he didn't know it, it caught him off guard because yeah. I guess he probably have a megawatt smile too. Thank you. Thank you. Lights and, up a room. Thank you. Uh -huh. And I smiled at him and then he, uh -huh. and I could tell that he was a little uncomfortable at first. Like, Oh my God, why is she smiling at me? And yeah. then he smiled back. And then when I would go up and down, I would see him and I would wave and all this to say that we really need to do a better job of being kind to people, regardless yeah. of their socioeconomic status, because right. people are people are going through it, and you can really help people with kindness. Yeah, and that's I, true. Um, and and my, that goes that goes for people here in the states too, okay. everywhere, everywhere. And you know, and when I go to Haiti, I have a couple of things that I always do, right? Mm -hmm. 
I go to this time. I didn't get to go to Pizza Garden. I love going to Pizza Garden. Oh no, I don't like Pizza Garden. I love okay. Pizza Garden. I love oh. Oh. <laughs> the ten pounds of cheese. I love it. Oh my god, it was I like it. it's like American cheese. It's so good. Oh it my goodness, so good. <laughs> so good. So um, so so we got to go to the beach, and I got okay. to enjoy the conch, and you know, and, and and really have a good time. Yeah, love and then, love uh-huh. me. Yes, uh-huh. love me. And uh-huh. then afterwards, I always go to Magdus, which is a Middle Eastern spot. Magdus. 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 Yeah, and they also have a place in um in, in Miami actually. So okay. next time I go to Miami. Yeah, it, it's like Lebanese, I think. Lebanese, nice. I, I think uh-huh. I'm not sure. Okay. So then I go there and then I always get my hair done at mm-hmm. um I get my hair done, Jeunibel or mm-hmm. um Shekarin, or this time I went to um Ekla. Mm-hmm. that's Christina's shop and I got my hair done really nicely and then we went up to the mountains this is what I do when I go this is like the three things that I do I think that what I read hair food it's like it's like a Jersey Shore uh gym tan <laughs> was it like gym tan uh I forgot I, I forgot the other one laundry so, yeah. you, so for you it's hair food and beach yes and then okay. um, and be- because I was on family duty because it was a wedding Right. Yeah. So I was on full, like I was at my cousin's disposal. So mm-hmm. I and usually I see my high school friends that are still there, but yeah. I didn't get a chance to see them. Where where'd you go? You went, La, La you went to Lalu? I did. Nice. Okay. That's a, 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 a like a really nice uh girl school. It was an all girls, all girls Catholic school yes. from Douzième to Philo. Nice. Yeah. Philo philosophy. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. That's that. Those are the French grades. Okay. Yeah. So you went to Lalu. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And fun fact, I graduated yeah. like second to last in my class. Oh, but look at you now. I don't know how. Yeah. Well, it was a very, I mean, I don't know. It was a, a strict school. Your, your family life, Haiti is very, um, like you cannot go out. Um, I'm sure you were like, I got to get out of here and I want to be free. Oh, no. Oh, no. And that no. was that was not my experience. Uh-huh. Um, I had some wonderful friends. And I can honestly tell you from like grade, like maybe grade eight to like mm-hmm. my senior, senior year, mm-hmm. we had a wonderful time. We did go out. You know, we had yeah. a I had a good time growing up and until so this day, yeah. Hair, beach, and, 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 and uh, hang out. And hang out. Okay. And hang out. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah. And um, it was like that, that, that is the Haiti that you knew. And what is the Haiti now? I, I, I can't speak for it because yeah. people are having their own experiences now. And it's right. also a different generation, right? Mm-hmm. So I cannot compare what what I like to do with what, like, say, my daughters. Because, like, my friend, her daughter's seventeen, and I'm like, how? When did this happen? Yeah. So still, so so they're still living their lives, but just in a different way. Your friend, um, she has a seventeen-year-old in Haiti. Yes. Okay. And yeah. she, is she is she doing hair hangout? I don't um, beach. She's she. I don't know exactly what she's doing, but I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Uh huh. Despite yeah. everything that's happening, I, 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 I want to. I want to believe that there's definitely been kind of like a stop to that, more or less. But like I said, I, I can't. I can't speak to the frequency, and 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 how they live their lives. Yeah. Right. But then what, what about you when you were there? You were able to do all the things that you wanted to do when you were there. You were just there just a couple of months ago in January. Mm-hmm. You yeah. were able to, to do all your things, all your favorite things. I got to do all my favorite things. It was a lot of pressure because on the way back from the beach, um, the day before, mm-hmm. they had some issues on the road. And we were really worried because it was, I mean, there's a lot going, there's always a lot going on in Haiti. And it got to a point, even going, I was very anxious because you're talking about Corona, you know? Yes. Uh, and, oh my God, on my way there. And I, this is also, so this is COVID. Um, January, yep, COVID. So this is January, 2021. So we are, I live in LA and we were locked down afraid to fly you're on the east coast and but your brother's like i'm getting married 
he's getting married and I yes. just want to go. And he says, you're coming. Mm -hmm. So I made the decision to leave my daughter behind yeah. because in case one of us, I was like, one of us can get sick, but both of us can get sick because right. then I'm afraid of, you know, the longevity. So yeah. what ended up happening was that, yeah, I went, it, mm -hmm. I was there for eight days, came mm -hmm. back, no COVID. Wow. And nobody too. Nobody, nobody uh, got sick. Thank God. And I was talking to a couple of people that were on the trip also, and yeah. no, nobody got sick. Right. It was really a blessing. <laughs> yeah. You said that you were drinking teas and, and just, um, just, uh, just trying to uh, keep your immune system up. Mm -hmm. Definitely Timelis every day. Um, there is this product Tim called. Elise? Yeah, it was, Tim I think it was Timelis. It was, was Tim Um, It's like herbs. Girl, it's a tea. <laughs> Er, er, tea. It. So it's a tea. It's, it's a, a tea. Drink. It's a drink. Yeah. yeah. It's a tea that they make for you. And then you it's ask for drink. it. It's, it's a mm -hmm. hot tea. And then that's really like a lot of what I drank when I was there. Mostly uh -huh. tea and champagne and tea and yeah. champagne. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> 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 mignon. Um, I didn't have any of that this time around though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. So Timelis. Timelis. So mm -hmm. bon Timelis. Mm -hmm. Someone gave it to you. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you drink that all the time. Everyone's drinking it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, Sans-sucre with, with sugar? No sugar. No sugar. Me, no sugar. I don't put I don't put sugar in my coffee. Yeah, me too. Or black. Black. Yep. I like oat milk too. Really? I've never, I've never put it in my coffee. I just drink my coffee black. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Okay. All right, cool. That's like in uh, the movie Air, uh, Airplane. Um, this little girl says, oh, I, I, I take my coffee black like my men. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the movie, uh, I don't know if, if many of the jokes, because um, there is even like uh, like a, this one moment where Barbara Billingsley is like, oh, I can talk jive because there are these uh, black people on the on the plane. And the stewardess can't understand. You do you remember this? And and then she goes and talks jive to them. Which yeah. like, um, I a boy in chemistry class asked me if I could talk jive, and I I was I was like, what? I don't know. This yeah. is how I talk. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So okay. So okay. So you take uh. So Temelis, you drank Temelis, you survived. You're here. You're you're you come. You go back to Maryland. It's everything's all good. Yep. I. Just for the record, I did um, quarantine for like yes. a good seven days. And yeah. then I went and got my test and I was negative and I went out. Oh, good, good. Well, I'm very thankful that you, that you were okay. Everyone was okay. Um, I love the pictures. And that's the thing. That's that's This is how I experienced. I experienced Haiti through family. I'm always on, or, you know, like Haiti Lux or on other sites and Haitiville, Haitiv, mm -hmm. um, I look at all of these different sites and I, my cousins, um, what they post and their their stories, and this is how I get to see what what's happening in the mm -hmm. country and what it's like. Um, and there are um, there's a lot of uh, turmoil right now with uh, with the president who um, I I he seems to be um, supported by the U.S. Um, he's seems to be overstaying his welcome. I don't know if that's the case. Um, it's kind of like he he was elected and then he's saying, oh, well, I was I was elected to be here until 2022. And then other people are like, no, man, you're supposed to be finished in 2021. So I don't really understand what's going on. It's very confusing. Um, but what's happening in the streets, so there are a lot of protests and there, there are a lot of people who are upset about this um, um, having to do with this disagreement. So, um, but, but you felt, you felt fine when you went. I don't think that fine is the word. I think yeah. that I was aware that there were other things that were going on and I could not, you can't deny it. Um, mm -hmm. I think that political turmoil has been pretty much the standard in Haiti. Mm -hmm. Who's behind it? We'll never know. Yes. It seems that we cannot keep somebody in power. And as much as we want to talk about these people protesting, listen, there is something bigger at play. That's why when it comes to Haitian politics, I try not 
to look into it too much because it's it's really a cluster. Yeah, it, there are a lot of hands in the cookie jar. A lot. No one knows. It's not clear, um, but it's. It, I be- yeah doesn't feel good. Yeah, I believe in advocacy. You know, I, mm-hmm. I don't believe in politics, but I believe in advocacy. I believe that everybody can make a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe, th- and that's why I believe in working with um, APAC, which is one of the few substance use source programs in Haiti, like the only one that helps mm-hmm. with the only only one program to, to help people who are addicted to drugs. And in Haiti, right. there's such cl- close proximity to the United States. So, you know, drugs are everywhere. Right. So, these are the kind of things that I try to look into and try to help. When it comes to politics, we have to be very careful of what it, it's never what it seems. There's always more yeah. than meets the eye. I've yeah, learned that, right. and I don't want to come out sounding stupid. Right? No, you're right. There, but in the and you wouldn't. But but uh, it's also that yeah. There's no right answer because just as 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 we're, we're we're saying, like there's so many people that are involved, and who knows where it's 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 almost like um like when you have like your uh, those like iPhone headphones, like what we're using to talk to each other, and they're all tangled. It's like a tangled mess, and who knows how to um, loosen up all of these uh, stringy headphones. So it's it's a it's a quagmire it is yeah so okay when you introduce yourself did you say what you do for a living it's always awkward yeah saying what I do for a living is always awkward and I and I think that the reason why and my therapist now we're actually talking about this Mm -hmm. it's kind of like you have to give yourself credit for what you do right Mm -hmm. but in the grand in the grand scheme of life like I'm just helping people that that's yeah. what I do. Like I, I'm a I, I'm I'm a human services worker. Um, at heart, I'm a helper. Uh, yeah. So what I do for a living is that um, for my full time job, um, I work within the state and I manage um, a grant that has to do with substance use disorders. I oversee mm-hmm. that, and then I'm a licensed psychotherapist. So of course, for a time, I. I do that. I do clinical work part-time and administrative work, work full-time. And then yes. I, because I work with, I've, I've worked with substance use disorders for like almost 12, 13, 14 years now. If I'm like adding opioid users. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. You counsel them. Uh-huh. Yes. So because I work with, because I've had, I've had the experience, then more people are getting into it now. So I get to do a little bit of supervision on the side also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And so, um, IETDX is is uh, is uh, a form of uh, escape for you in a, in a lot of ways because you're of your interest in art, in in food, and culture. Mm-hmm. Um, also, um, and you said that you're a helper too. Um, you also have a history of of shining spotlights on on different artists and and chefs and um, designers. Um, you even got someone placed um, at a major event at the White House. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. How did how did you do that? Well, that was well, that was you know what? Yeah, that was through um, that was Clev. I, I Clev and I we did volunteer work together at the embassy, and uh-huh. then I knew that it was a fashion. I knew that there was potential in fashion, uh-huh. so Clev is very well connected. Who's and Clev? Clev Clev Mezidol. She's actually right now. She's actually doing the Bitcoin thing. She's uh, I forgot her title, but at the time, Clev was the communications director, I think, for, I don't know which department it was. And then she said- Under Obama? Yeah, it was under Obama. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and she said, why don't we just do this? Like, you want to do fashion? Let's do it. Let, let's let, let's see if we can do it. And then we brought the designers in. Yeah. We brought a designer from Haiti in. And then I forgot, it, anywho, we got him there. And it, it was, yeah. looking back now, it, it was pretty fascinating. Yes, because not only okay, so you're you're a counselor, psychotherapist, um, influencer. Um, she's mouthing, I am not those things, but influencer. Uh, and you're also in a way like kind of a uh not operative, but you you schmooze. I used talk to. to a lot of people. I used to. I used to. Uh-huh. You know, so so through schmoozing you you are um you were working like you were kind of working alongside uh like a white house event well it, it, listen 
it was it, it was great to know clev unfortunately uh-huh. unfortunately you know michelle obama was not there and, and i don't say i was this close but it was still a big it, it was for what we did it was a big accomplishment yeah that's huge yeah and we had the letterhead and everything so it worked out yeah but yeah. but for you it was just like oh, okay it's just it's just hang out it's hang yeah. out hair hang out beach <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't even. No, I promise. I promise. I promise. Michelle Obama wasn't there. Okay. okay. It was. It was just other officials. Um, because we, there were a lot of Caribbean people involved, and it was not just Haitians. It was also people from the Caribbean. It was during Caribbean Heritage Month, and then yeah. afterwards, um, there was a reception uh-huh. at um, the embassy, I think, of Barbados. Nice. Yeah, but when you live in DC, mm-hmm. that's you know how like when you live in LA, the scene yeah. is like the actor scene when you live in dc i think this is the work that you kind of go towards yeah so yeah and here here in la you could be at a, at a house and then there's like this like random um actor or musician um in dc it's a random politician exactly. or um, political operative yeah you never know who you're talking to <laughs> you never know who you're talking to pretty much um okay so um hot yoga we were talking about this. Hot yoga is your solace. That is your outlet. What is your favorite position? How did hot yoga come into your life? Okay. And how did it get you divorced? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> this is my Oprah moment. So um, what happened with hot yoga was that I had gotten to a point in my life where I had gained a significant amount of weight oh me too i hear it now uh-huh okay go on and 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 i started going to the gym and then i started taking hot i was taking vinyasa at the time mm-hmm. and then i don't know why but there was a groupon for a big room spot that that was before the documentary and just for the record that's his life he stole the positions from somebody else in india we know that in the yeah. book so i i don't like i don't support him Yes. It just so happens that he brought to light a form of yoga that I do well with. Right, right. I used to do Bikram a lot. Uh, Bikram now it's uh, hot yoga. uh, The Bikram Chowdhury, I believe his name was. Very problematic, um, terrible man. Um, But yeah, he... He, I, I, it was super popular. They would have um, these specials where it's like you pay twenty dollars for a week, and I would try to scam like where I would pay twenty dollars at one place and then I'd try to pay twenty dollars in another place. But then as like people got more advanced, they're like, oh hey, you've already registered in in the Chelsea gym. Like yeah. you can't take classes in the East Village. Anyway, go on. So hot yoga. Yeah. So did I heard it. I uh-huh. discovered it and mm-hmm. it was re and it, it helped me so much. And I was sweating and I was, it, it, it's weird. Like I loved it. Yeah. So I did it like straight for a year. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, before hot yoga, and you're going to like this before hot yoga, I was taking floor chair classes at um like a pole, stu- a pole dancing studio. Oh, right? nice. I've been wanting to do that. Yeah. So I was taking floor chair classes and they were really good. But then for some reason, yeah. They, they had to close down, which was really sad. So I had this period where I really didn't have a good workout outlet. I didn't know where I was going to work out at. So then yeah. when I, I started going to the gym and I did the yoga, you know, the regular vinyasa, hot vinyasa. And then I went to Bikram mm-hmm. and it changed my, it, it really, it changed my life. So yeah. I think I because in like- Bikram, it's, it's, it's 26 positions. Um, there's like that throat, um, Exercise the that you do, exercises, breathing. Yeah, it's a lot of so it's a lot of breathing exercises. The same, it's done in complete silence. It's the same positions every time you go, right? And it really kind of forces you to know your body because I cannot, eat, I cannot go there. Like if I eat, I have to eat very light, and I have to eat three hours before practice. Because if I go before, if I eat like after that, I cannot practice. Yeah, because it's it's hot. I think it's 104 degrees in there. Right. So, so I did that for about a year and a half, almost two years, mm-hmm. and then the pandemic hit. Oh, and then and, I was, which like, is like because everyone is sweating, no one's wearing masks, they're breathing, um, not COVID friendly. 
so yeah it, it was not covid friendly they had and they had to close down so mm -hmm. mind you that was my outlet that was my coping skills i did it three to four times a week mm -hmm. minimum yeah and it's like a love affair because like you were doing the the chair exercises not really finding a connection with that and then you find this bikram yoga it's awesome totally what you need it to be and then covid exactly jerk off exactly Rona. Yes. yes. Um, so then, um, I think, so mind you, I was, that, that was my thing. I was, I was, it was meditation. It was everything I needed. So then mm -hmm. COVID hit and my husband, my ex-husband works from home mm -hmm. and then I had to work all my jobs from home. Mm -hmm. So he was working from home even before COVID mm -hmm. as part of his job. Yeah. He was okay. working from home. Okay. And, and then, then all of a sudden you're also working from home all and then your daughter's taking probably school from home too. Exactly. Okay. And I really, and, and we just, we just couldn't get it to work. Like it got really, it got really bad. And I didn't, ha I, I, I really, I didn't have a cope. I didn't have any coping skills. Yoga was my coping. Mm -hmm. And even if I was going to therapy, I needed something more. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so then I was like, you know what, I can't do this anymore. I try, I don't have any more coping skills. I'm bouncing and I left him in November. Wow. And he, was he like over yoga? I don't, I think that, what? Well, listen, nothing happens overnight. He, he yeah, of knew, course. He, he knew what was up. I knew what was up. It yeah. was just a matter, it was really a matter of time. But when you yeah. have something to kind of help you go through it, it, it doesn't affect you as much. Yeah, you so needed when, that breaking point. So when I, once I didn't have it anymore, it was kind of like, nope. I'm not going to have panic attacks over this. I'm done. Yeah. And and so how has it been? It, it, it's different. Yeah. It, but it's different in a good way. Mm -hmm. Because mind you, I got divorced in November. Mm -hmm. No, no, I left. I'm, I'm still going through the divorce. I haven't started that yet. That's a lot of paperwork. So I left mm -hmm. the house in November and Rudolph was getting married in January. And mm -hmm. you know what it's like when a family's getting, a family member is getting married. So right. it was, I was busy during really that time. Yeah. Cause it's like, this is Christmas time. Yes. Everything's happening. And then there was like, what am I going to wear to go to Rudolph's wedding? Am, am I going to his wedding? Like, what am I doing? Yeah. So it, I think it's when I came back, mm -hmm. then I was like, okay, you, you need to go back to yoga. And then I called the studio and I said, I want to come back. And then I went back and I'm so happy. Yeah. And so the office is the, the studio is open. I practice with a mask. Uh-huh. But what is that like in the heat with the mask? It's the same. It's, it's painful. It's not comfortable. You have to get used to it. Yeah. You know, like you're sweating, your mask is sweaty. It's, it's, it's not, but. Right. Yeah, but um, but that's I mean it's great that you you have your outlet back, and you you do six hours a week. I I try I do my best to do a minimum, mm -hmm. a, a minimum of four. Right, if I can do six or seven, then every day that it works for me. Yeah, does it that you need that that heat? It's also the the um, the structure of the the same positions too. Do you do anything at home? Um. At home, I vegetate, mm -hmm. and that's not necessarily the healthiest thing to do. I mean, I have a therapist I talk to weekly or biweekly. I yeah, vegetate me too. at uh -huh. home. Um, and I'm, I just moved into a new neighborhood. You know, I want to go. There are different things that I want to do. But I yeah. think that my thing with the hot yoga is that my year I grew up in Haiti, and there was a lot of stress, a lot of stressors mm -hmm. there. And when you think about the effect that had on my nervous system, mm -hmm. right? Meditating is not easy. People are like, oh, you should meditate. How? Yeah. And what the yoga does, I think yoga puts me in a position, the, the heat puts me in a position where it forces me to pay attention, forces me to meditate, forces me to be in the moment. And what mm -hmm. I tell people is that when you go to yoga, like you learn to mind your own business because if mm -hmm. you're in a balancing pose and you look at somebody else, you fall automatically. Yeah. Yeah. I, I used to uh, race as a swimmer. I used to, I was on the swim team and that's the one thing that they tell you, never look at your opponent, just face forward because yeah, it slows you down or, yeah. or you lose balance. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. So, so it's, it's taught you to mind your own business and to focus on something. Yeah. Cause it yeah, really Haiti, Haiti can be very loud. It's very loud. 
Um, it's very chaotic. Oh, my alarm. It's chaotic. It's loud. Um, I, I grew up in a, a, like a kind of chaotic household. So I can understand where um, the idea of quieting the mind and, and just being still. Um, there's a great movie that just, um, it's, uh, he's nominated for an Oscar, the, um, uh, the Sound of Metal. Mm-hmm. And it's a man who loses his hearing. And the advice that um, his, uh, it, it, it's a sort of a, like his, uh, someone who, who was uh, counseling him and helping him, teaching him sign language. Um, the one advice that he gave him that was really difficult for him was to just sit in silence. Mm-hmm. And how hard it could be. And that it was only at the end, spoiler alert, that he was able to actually just sit in his thoughts and, and just be just be present. Mm-hmm. Um, it That's very hard for me too. I find myself getting up. I get bread. Um, I, I go back to my seat um, if I'm working on the computer or get water or whatever. Um, I it, It's hard for me to be still. And so... Um, and there are a lot of people who are like that, especially now where you're forced to stay at home because of COVID. Um, things are slowly opening up. Are, are you working in, are you still working from home? I'm working all my jobs from home. Okay. Yeah. And, and the only, your only outlet is going out for yoga. Yeah. My only outlet is literally like going out to yoga. And I did take a trip uh, to Miami last week where I got to see our cousin Kika. Nice. And then funny story is that uh-huh. in July, I left in November, but in July, um, one of my friends came over and she was like, Salima, you need to get out of here. Like you need to get out. And then we went and we, tr- and we took a trip to Miami. Like it was not Miami, Fort Lauderdale. So we took yeah. a trip to Fort Lauderdale. And then when I came back, I was like, okay, you know what? Like I'm done. We took a girl's trip and it's very important to have people around you that love yeah. you. So Kia, I love you. You know, she really helped me through that. Nice. Yeah. Shout out to Kia and, yeah. and to uh, Mikael yeah. um, and to, to just good friends and family. Cause yeah, yeah that's, um, it's so important now, uh, especially in, in COVID. Um, I, it's funny, uh, someone gave me a hug, like someone that was not my husband or my son. And I was sort of taken aback. I haven't, I hadn't hugged someone in, in a really long time, like just another person. Yeah. And, and I believe that, you know, and I go to a lot of trainings. I stay going to trainings, right? Uh-huh. And I'm always thinking I'm going to learn some crazy new theory that's going to change my life. But it always comes down. It always comes out to the feeling of be- belonging, the feeling of being normal, and really, yeah. you know, educate yourself and having goals and just doing a little bit better and not looking at what other people are doing. At right. the end of the day, I mean, of course, you have people that have complex disorders and that need more help. But for the, the typical person, that's usually what they need. Right. Right. Okay. So I know. I know you have to go yeah. soon. Um, uh, do you have time to take a a, a quiz? Oh, oh, sure. Okay, so let's play a game. Sure. So this game is, uh, it's, a BuzzFeed quiz. Oh my God. You love the show 90 Day Fiance. Oh, so, I, I didn't watch it all the time, though. I only, the only person I liked on there was Mike. What's his name? Michael and Homegirl. What was their names? I don't know. It was Michael and just Where's the African. It, it, it was. It's, she's African? No, he's African. Nice. Uh-huh. And, yeah, and she's um, American. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. You should nice. have given me a quiz on fashion. I probably could have aced fashion. I probably could have oh, failed man. this one miserably. I'm going to fail this oh, one miserably. No. Okay, yeah. well, this will be fun. We're, we're going to see, are they still married or divorced? Okay. So the first couple, they're from season seven. Mm-hmm. Marcel and Anna, are they married or divorced? Marcel and Anna. Divorced. Wrong. They're still married. Um, these beekeepers, so they were beekeepers. Um, they had a language barrier, but they made it work. Marcel and Anna recently visited his family in Turkey. What? So they are still married. Okay. Um, I remember this couple. Um, 
Allen and Kirlam. Kiryam, she was from Brazil. She was from like really like deep in like they have to be divorced. There's no way they're still together. There is no way in the world they're still together. They they were from season one. Okay, let's see. Married or divorced? They're still married. How? How? Alan and Kiryam, sorry, have one child. They're expecting another one in May 2021. Isn't he the one that came in that that put the things on his back and that had to? Oh my god! I think he was very sort of um, weird. How? Yes. How? I don't know. know. Yeah, they still they're still together. But she was like, I mean, they had like a sink outside. She was like, I want to get, I want to get out of here. Like she had all her family. She just wanted to like um, go to the states. I don't know. She's they're making it work. Okay, so Chelsea and Yamir from season two are they married or divorced? I'm still gonna. I don't, I don't remember who they are. I would have to see their faces. So I'm going to pass on that one. Okay. Uh, let's guess that they're married. They're, no, they're divorced. Not. They're not. They're they not. are divorced. So the couple separated after two years of marriage. According to Instagram, Chelsea has moved on to another relationship. Mm. Okay. I remember this couple too. They're from season six, Colt and Larissa. Are they married or divorced? I, I'm not saying. So I think everybody's divorced. Based on, listen, based on the show, especially I don't keep up with them. I'm saying everybody's divorced. Just call me bitter. Divorced. Okay, let's yeah. say you were right for once. They they are divorced. Unfortunately for Colt, Larissa has moved on. Uh, she's been posting pictures with her new partner on Instagram. I think she was on Daily Mail a lot. Um, she yeah, Larissa Dos Santos. I think her name is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they're divorced. Okay, so. And Fisa and Jorge, season four, are they still married or divorced? I would say they're. I don't remember them either. Uh, divorced. Okay, let's see. You're right. The divorced. Good. <laughs> So after the divorce and three years behind bars, damn, I don't know what Jorge did. Jorge announced he is expecting a child with his new partner in 2020. Meanwhile, Anfisa is now a certified personal trainer. Get it, girl. Live your life. Here's your dude, Michael and Angela, season four. I don't know. I I don't know. Are they they together or are they not? Because she has a cameo page, right? Oh, yeah, she does cameos. Ooh, right? Angela's on then, cameo like Chet Hanks. Yeah, I like him. I think he's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't get. I, I mean, I think he's, he's hot. He's hot. I like. I like Chet. I don't know. I just but, like. Um, like every summer's white boy summer. I know okay. that's how I feel. But okay, enough. And he did a thirty day challenge. But whatever. Oh, six gonna, Yeah, but they're together. There's no way they're divorced. You think they're married? Okay, let me try. They're still married. Yes. After their K-1 visa was delayed, Angela traveled to Lagos, Nigeria to tie the knot. That's sweet. (laughs) They were so funny. Okay. Molly and Luis, season five. No idea. All right. Let's say they're married. Mm-mm. They're divorced. Ooh. Okay. So don't worry about Molly. She's pictured. They, they show an Instagram picture of her with Brie Larson on Jimmy Kimmel Live. She continues to run a successful lingerie company. Okay. Chantel and Pedro, season four. I don't know why. Girl. I don't know. <laughs> Let's get divorced. Okay. They're married. Okay. The couple also appears on 90 Day Fiance Happily Ever After. So mm-hmm. the. The other show, um, as well as their own spinoff, The Family Chantel. Mm, that's interesting. Uh, so yeah, the list goes on and on. Um, yeah. This is the last one. And finally, Jonathan and Fernanda from season six. Are they married or divorced? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say they're married. They're divorced. <laughs> These fan favorites finalized their divorce in 2020. Fernanda now lives in Chicago, where she films 90 Day, The Single Life. Yeah. You know what? Why you should have asked? What does that even mean? Huh? That means, it means that they're divorced and then she kept her residency, I guess. What, yeah. But, like, but what does it mean that, like, 90 Day, The Single Life? Like, I don't know. She's, she's single for 90 days? 
Like, <laughs> you're funny. <laughs> I don't know. Like, what's up with that? Really, what you should have asked me was how I that. Let me tell you, what you should have asked me was how I felt about Stabler coming back to SVU. But I'll okay. leave that for another day. Okay. Okay. Well, well, real quick, who's Stabler? Olivia, like Olivia Ben Olivia Benson, and then Stabler was Olivia's partner, and then he Ooh. came back after Ooh. ten years. Of being oh my gone. goodness! Yeah, girl. Oh, I, and his wife died. I was like, wow! wow. All this was happening. I've never seen that show before. You've never seen Law and Order SVU? No. How? I don't watch it. I don't know. I'm not a procedural kind of kind of girl. Um, but I'm I'm happy that 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 they brought him back ten years later. Oh my god, girl, mm, it's on fire. Oh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I have to check it out. Stabler, like stapler. Yeah, but with the B. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so thank much. You. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I was gonna ask you what's making you happy. Is there something making you happy these days other than hot yoga? Yes. Ooh. Yes. Okay. All right. From that smile and giggle, um, it's something very special. Very th that she's keeping close to her heart. Okay. Nice. Good for you. Your megawatt smile. Yes. Okay. All right. Good. Well, I'm happy for you. I'm blushing. Yo. <laughs> All right, good. Well, thank you so much. Keep blushing. Sure. Um, how can people find you? IT Dukes? DM me. But you're going to be doing a takeover. You're going to be doing a takeover. I'm going to be doing a takeover. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I forgive me in advance uh, for whatever I, I take over and and put on the on the site. I'm excited. You are. You are going to do soon. it. Yeah, yeah, you are going to. Yeah, we can talk about that later. But yeah, you're yes. doing over. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. All right. So um, look out for that. IET Dukes. Um, this is great. Thank you so much. Yeah. Love you. Thank you so much. Love you. Cuisine. Um, so we'll see you next week. I'm Yummy Coco. Keep your lamplight trimmed and burning. Bye. Bye.